You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Welcome to Voluntary Vixens, where Jesse and Maddie give a female voice to news and pop culture with a libertarian twist. Join us to stay informed and challenged while keeping it sane, peaceful, and most importantly, voluntary. The Jackrabbit is a real dick because he brags all the time. Says nobody's faster than him. And way it's true. Because every time he races, the Jackrabbit always wins. Oh, fucking Forrest has to put up with this shit day in, day out. Fucker always wants to race just to rub it in some more. So the box turtle figures, why not? I'll give it a try. The Jackrabbit like laughs, like, okay, this will be fun. So let, let's fucking go. So bye. Jackrabbit leaves the box turtle in his fucking dust. I mean, he is so way out in front. Of course he is. Jackrabbit always wins, but he wants to put on a show and make it seem close. So he stops and he takes a nap. He sleeps longer than he wanted to. By the time he wakes up, I mean, knows he's fucked. Jackrabbit goes full tilt, but it's too late. The box turtle crosses the finish line first, and the crowd's like, whoosh, goes fucking wild. Later that night, box turtle's having dinner with his family. Telling his little box turtles how he did it. I mean, never give up. I just keep crawling forwards. And you can overcome just about anything. Door smashes in. It's a jackrabbit. And he has a hammer. Smashes up the wife and kids first, so the box turtle has to watch him die. And then it's his turn. Once the whole family's broken into little pieces, <laughs> he sits down and eats their dinner. Every last bite. Hi, this is Jesse with the Voluntary Vixens, and I hope you enjoy that clip. This will give you a nice idea of kind of what I wanted to talk about. I watched The Hunt twice because I liked it so much, which is pretty rare for me. I don't really watch movies twice in a row like I did with this one, but I really found this, this just had so much information in it that I really wonder if people will walk away with the information or with what I think they need to get out of this movie. If you really want a detailed like symbology type of review of the movie, I would listen to Isaac Weishaupt from Conspiracy Theories and Unpopular Culture. I don't remember the number of that, um, but it was pretty recent that he did a review of that movie. And he goes into more detail about the symbology because there's a lot of parallels with the names and with what's going on to George Orwell's The Animal Farm. And they talk, they make reference to it in the in the movie as well. So it's not something that isn't revealed to you but I also think that the movie itself um it had a lot of controversy before it even was released um a lot of conservatives really didn't like the premise of it because it was about hunting conservatives 
Um, but I think that conservatives, if they watch it, they'll realize and there's a lot of really good stuff in there. And I think that if you're able to, and I hope we're all able to at some point, to hold off and, and just wait and see where the movie takes us, we don't have to get our feelings hurt and get all worried about things. Um, so I'm just going to give like a really brief overview of what the movie is. And then I want to kind of talk about just some of the messages. I really think that the movie was trying to get across to the viewer. The overview really is, is there's a rich lady named Athena who is, I guess she runs a company or she's like a major CEO of a company. She, um, and her friends are all these wealthy liberals and they are text messaging each other. Oh, and by the way, I'm just going to spoil the whole movie. So if you really don't, haven't watched the movie and you really want to, then stop here and watch the movie first. So anyways, Athena and her, her rich friends, they make a joke about a manor where they will kill all the deplorables. Um, they hate their president and they think he's an idiot. And people who vote for him are clearly just moronic idiots, right? In the movie, we um, kind of flash to the airplane. We see there's a scene where somebody wakes up from the heavy drugs that they are given. And they end up having to put him down on the plane. And then you see scenes where multiple people are killed in an open field, even after they're given weapons. Um, there's a few that escape to a gas station and when they walk into the gas station, they see on screen a newsreel and it's playing, it's got, you know, video of a polar bear standing on ice and they're, it's talking about global warming. The owners of the gas station are very distressed and upset because the people that are just going in there really quickly they all have weapons on them and they all have blood on them and they all look scary and they're all obviously in shock so they're talking loudly and yelling they're asking to contact the police they're saying that there's people hunting them and the people behind the counter um one of the things i noticed in this scene is that the people behind the counter start, are very asking a lot of questions like, why do you need these? Why do you need guns? Why are you doing this? Um, well, aren't the people hunting you, you know, aren't they themselves practicing the same right that you claim to have trying to show the hypocrisy in the, on the conservative side, which that was just to me a weak argument because one side is clearly hunting the other. So the other one is using their guns in self-defense while the other side is using theirs in an offensive way. But the thing that really stuck out to me is when, and I don't remember what his, I think his name is Ike something, the actor. Um, I remember him from uh, just various comedy sketches and stuff, but he gets on the phone with 911 and he's telling them, to hurry up and get there, and the the guy on, on the guy that's on nine one one, quote unquote, is asking where they are, and they don't know where they are. They woke up, they're they've been drugged, and they don't know where they are or what they're doing. They ask the people behind the counter, "Is where are we?" And they say, "Oh, we're in we're in Arkansas." And then you hear the audible sigh. Of course, it's Arkansas, <laughs> which obviously is making reference to the Clinton 
family because that's where Bill Clinton was governor before he became president of the United States. But um, one of the things that he was, what I noticed is that while this guy's, this conservative guy's on the phone talking to 911 and he's asking for help and he's saying, why don't you just trace the phone and get here? And he's acting surprised, like, and this seems to be a common theme throughout the whole movie, is all these conservatives are, like, surprised that the that these people that are hunting them are not following a certain set of rules. And they keep expecting things to work out logically based on their internal view of how they see the world. And I think what this is trying to say is that conservatives are very concerned with right and wrong in a very specific way. Like that I do think liberals have a very, a very cute idea of what is right and wrong, but they're very fluid in how they, what is right and what is wrong. And it can change. This is where the postmodernist ideology and philosophy seems to really be hitting the liberals harder because it, their truth is subjective. The conservatives truth is objective and they expect other people to see the world in an objective way. And the liberals do not see that world that way. So they're both kind of walking into these traps with each, with each other. But mostly in this movie, we're seeing that the liberals are kind of laying out all these traps and the conservatives keep walking into it because they are constantly thinking in this one way. You know, as we're going through the movie, um, there's one central character that we that uh, that kind of arrives at the gas station, and her name is Crystal, and she's referenced as Snowball by the liberals. I'm just going to call them that because they don't call themselves that in the movie, but we know which side's conservative, which side is um, the liberal side. So, Crystal enters the gas station after everybody gets blown, you know, gassed and poisoned. And she kind of perceive, you know, shows herself off as to be like this innocent young woman who's, you know, she just doesn't, she just can't, she's just so innocent and she can't defend herself and kind of a pathetic character. And she doesn't have a weapon on her and she just plays like she's this sweet little young woman. And ends up overpowering the gas station owners. She kind of asks a question and it's a, a gotcha question. And then she just um, steals their shotgun and kills them both. So I like that. I, I like that she is able to think outside the box and she's also able to think from their perspective what they would see as non-threatening. Obviously not having a gun. Obviously looking like a little child almost to them and seeming like she's just broken because that seems to be where their defenses kind of melted away and they kind of seemed like they were really getting they were nice to her at first so um they played into her game in this scenario so throughout the movie you kind of follow crystal the rest of the way and you watch crystal kind of change her tactics with each person that she's talking to with the conservative people that she's run into, and one of them is is a podcaster, a conspiracy theory podcaster, who she kind of rolls her eyes at, and but what she kind of does that with all the conservatives. She kind of sees them all as ridiculous. Every single, even the liberals, she sees everybody as ridiculous. And I almost feel like, in a way, she's one of the people. 
she's one of the people in the movie that maybe we we should fall into where we're not necessarily showing our cards to everybody or and we we haven't we don't have a side that we need to be allegiant to and um i think that's the key to her success is that she doesn't have an allegiance to either side and that her opinions are her own and that she's able to overcome a lot of these obstacles because she keeps her mouth shut and she reads the situation so um she just kind of lets people tell her exactly what they are and that's what happens with gary the podcaster that's what happens with um i can't remember the last guy that she ends up falling around with but what ends up happening is that she makes her way back to the manor and she ends up facing athena so the, we have these two female characters who are very powerful and strong in their own way one definitely has an allegiance to one side and the other one we still don't know if throughout the movie we really don't know what her allegiance is because she seems to have a disgust for both sides but one of the things that she's really good at doing and i feel like that's where a lot of us kind of lie if we keep our mouth shut, uh, we have a lot more power over these people and we have a lot more um, to learn from. Because one of the things that both sides seem to do is they seem to shut off their ability to listen to each other. Crystal's very good at listening. She's very good at getting people to tell her exactly what they think. But we don't do that with each other. Like the conservatives and the liberals don't do that with each other. And I feel like Crystal's sort of like where we should try to be she eventually makes her way back to the manor quote unquote after multiple <laughs> interesting things that happen and i don't want to give that too much away because maybe if you've made it this far you might be interested in watching the show or the movie so um she makes her way back and used to see these scenes and there's multiple scenes really throughout this movie where these liberals are talking to each other and they're just go they are attacking each other because the rules that they have like i just said they have a lot of rules for sure they have a very good sense of right and wrong but it's subjective so they can't even agree amongst each other what these rules are for example like the couple in the gas station they're talking about the wife is talking about how she feels bad that she killed this man because he had a wedding ring on and and that was bad. And her husband's saying, no, that's not bad. He probably says the N-word at home. He probably does this at home and justifies the why they killed him because at home he probably says a bunch of no-no words that he shouldn't say. And he probably has a lot of racist thoughts in his head. And he uses the word black to refer to black people. And that made his wife upset because we don't refer to them as that. We're supposed to refer to them as African-Americans. And um, there's a nice exchange that continues on with that. I thought it was really funny. But um, so like I said, there, there are subjective rules depending on who it is that's saying it and who it is that is receiving the information. You aren't guaranteed to you know, be out of trouble. But the problem with the conservative side is they expect like law and order. And that's one of the problems with the conservative side is they think there is a law and order when there really isn't. Um, they want the, they like the police. They, they call 911 when things go wrong. That's their, that, that was what I thought was interesting is that here you are in a, in a very unique scenario where you're being hunted 
And it doesn't occur to you that maybe like that, that one thing is so out of the ordinary that maybe the thought of calling the police is probably not going to work in your favor. And of course it didn't because everything was set up. So what I, I guess what I'm saying is that he was expecting there to be law and order, even within this world where obviously they just experienced something very traumatic, very out of the ordinary, very out of order. And he still claim holding on to these beliefs inside of his head that really are just that, that he's going to maintain order somehow by doing exactly the same things over and over again, which got him killed. So, um, the thing with Crystal is she realizes that she's not dealing with rational people. And so she's going to have to read the people that she's with. She doesn't trust the, the conservative side, but she sees that they are a means to an end and they will help her because there is this one common thing that they have. And that is that they're being hunted by the liberals. I noticed also this next scene where after they, after Gary, basically her and Gary get on a train, they end up getting detoured and uh, <laughs> they realize that they're not even in America anymore and they're trying to get back. And the guy who claims to be part of a, uh, an ambassador or a consulate, he's going to bring them back, but he starts asking a bunch of shady questions and she ends up getting rid of him and people they these people keep trusting these government entities because they claim to be government entities like they claim to be cops they claim to be an, a consulate or an ambassador who's going to bring them back to safety and it always ends up being revealed that they cannot be trusted and they have nefarious ulterior motives so she eventually makes her way back with one of the other conservatives that um, she picked up and they're all back on the field again and they find a bunker that all of them are hanging out in. And inside the bunker, as you can imagine, they're having the same infighting. They're fighting over the dumbest things. Um, one is like assuming gender. One is, um, you know, just not using the right pronouns and not using the right words. And it's just a silly infighting thing. that's keeping them distracted from being able to do what they're supposed to do. And you'll realize that they, um, that works against them in the end because they're so distracted that Crystal and the dude that she's with end up being able to sneak up on them. One of the scenes, this is one scene that I found to be interesting because she kept just killing these people, right? And the guy she's with, he's like, probably my dad's age is like, you know, a 70 year old man. He's wearing a, um, he's wearing like a hat. I think it's like a, a army veteran hat or something like that. So you know that he is probably pro military, pro police, pro flag, pro all that stuff. And he's wanting answers. He wants to know why these people want to kill him. And she doesn't even, she doesn't even stop to ask these people before she shoots them. Well, why are you doing this? Why are you ha hunting us? They do stop and ask this one particular lady. And I'll put the clip of that in the end of this episode. And doesn't get the answer that he wants. And that's another thing here in this whole scenario is 
the conservative side, they don't understand why they're hated and they want to understand why because they assume that there's some kind of rational idea behind it that they could understand, but they're never going to understand it. In fact, both sides don't like each other and most of the time it's over irrational reasons. So Crystal understands this, it seems. She's not concerned with it. She's putting these people down kind of like you would a cockroach or a rat, a rat infestation. She's just going to put it down because it's, it doesn't work. It's not healthy. Um, it tried to harm her. That's all she needs to know, right? Um, then we get to the final fight at the end of the movie between Crystal and Athena. And you start to realize um, as things unravel that Athena made a mistake in picking out Crystal. She picked the wrong Crystal. And that might have been because she wasn't really paying attention to the details, which is not, un which is what seems to be the problem with the liberals side is their, their, their attention to detail is only on very minute in or specific things, but they're not necessarily the important things. So she missed a major detail. She saw a post online that Crystal said something, but it wasn't the right Crystal. Um, but they end up fighting anyways. Turns out that the whole Manor Gate thing was basically in response to all of the online conspiracy theories that the conservatives have had. And this is, I think, a jab towards QAnon. That Manor Gate was real. So her, <laughs> so her response is, Athena's response is to just make a manor gate actually happen because these conspiracy theorists are crazy. They're forcing me to do this is what she says, which is total Trump derangement syndrome, right? It's where I have to do this because Trump is so awful as a president. We have to burn our own cities down. We have to cancel these people because Trump, is such an awful person. We can't allow this rhetoric to continue. But in the end, really, she got herself killed, got her friends killed over caring so much about something that really doesn't matter. She ended up getting herself fired even. And just to kind of back up on that, Athena got herself fired because somehow somebody got a hold of these text messages and made them public to show, and that was part of the conspiracy theories, like, see, Manorgate really does happen because Athena has been texting about it with her friends. So she gets fired from her job for private text messages that she had, an exchange that she had between her friends, which I thought was really interesting that they did that to the liberal side because it seems like more of the exchanges that we're having, especially I think of like Kyle Kashif, like he, he had um, some private ex messages ex exchanged in a, I think it was like a private group, like um, a messaging group, like WhatsApp or something like that, where he said some, some words. I think it was like, I think he actually said the N word to some of his friends, but he was like 15 years old. And so I guess he was about to graduate and go to Harvard, but some of these people that were in that group leaked that out to Harvard and he ended up losing his acceptance to Harvard. I feel like that's kind of 
what they were referring to maybe or similar things that have happened to conservatives but what I think is weird is that in the movie they made it happen to a liberal I'm not sure why they did it that way because I don't think it would happen that way <laughs> but um I do feel like it was a uh, maybe it was kind of like a this is what it feels like kind of scenario I'm not sure but it's one of those things where she lost her job over and that's what brought on them hunting these people down because they went online and they hunted every single one of these people that they chose based off of the rumors that they were spreading online about, about Manorgate. Now, one of the things I kind of question is, you know, if Manorgate really does exist um, in that world of the movie, but maybe just not through Athena Maybe they, maybe it was a rumor that had been going on for a while and maybe people like Athena and her friends, they wanted to have it for themselves or make it, you know, make it part of their, their life because uh, they were so angry about the rumors being spread about them. But I also wonder if maybe the movie is trying to maybe warn people like um, QAnon, you know, maybe be careful about saying that things are true or are happening because you might manifest it in reality. And that may be what we're seeing with Pedogate. You know, we're talking about like, that's a big thing that um, QAnon really focuses on is these sex trafficking rings. And we have been seeing in the news recently, children being being saved out of trafficking situations in like three different states recently. So I don't know. I'm wondering if we're just giving ideas to people like QAnon is just giving ideas to people. But then again, it's hard to tell. But I think the big key is really what I think the takeaway from the movie is that both sides are so narrow minded in how they're thinking about the world. And they really think that the world works the way that their mind works. The liberals are going to have a harder time because truth is subjective and even amongst each other, they will fight because they can't even agree on what pronouns to use for each other or what is more dangerous than the other thing. And they can't keep it together. That's what I kind of got from the movie is that they, they just, they're not, they're not very organized and they're not very together. And then the conservative side, it just lives in sort of an, an their own little world where they think that there is this law and order that these people who wear these uniforms and hold these offices are going to execute this amount of justice on people who are doing something wrong. And then the idea of what is wrong and what is right is black and white. You know, it's wrong to kill people and it's right to trust in our leaders. But as we saw, that mentality worked against them over and over again. And then there's people like Crystal who... I'm not sure if she was supposed to be like the libertarian in the movie, but I think that she was probably better than a libertarian or better than any of us who are in this middle area that we are in because she keeps her mouth shut and she doesn't tell everybody exactly what she's thinking or exactly how she feels about something every five seconds, which is what everybody on the internet does. And she allows people to reveal themselves to her so that she knows what her next move needs to be. She's not so concerned about what she wants and how she thinks things should be. She sees things how they actually are. And because she sees the reality for what it is, she's able to make 
her next move and it works better for her. And that's, I think, what I, what we should do as, I don't know, people in general. We need to just see people for what they are. Don't just listen to the words they say. Check out their actions. And that's one of the things that she points out at the very end of the movie. It doesn't really matter what you say. It's what you did. It's what you actually did do. And then you know what your next step's got to be. <sighs> was the movie realistic? No. And it was not supposed to be. It was supposed to be a satire. And it was. It was very funny. And I think it's worth a watch. I think that for the most part, I'm probably going to watch it again. If I can get my husband to watch it. But I think that we as libertarians, we as voluntarists, or agorists, whatever you want to call it, we don't live in a utopia. The conservatives and the liberals think that they can create a utopia using their ideas of how the world is, but we don't live in a utopia and we know that there's no such thing. We have to look at people for who they are and what they are and pay attention to people's behaviors more than their words. And then we know what the next step is that we have to take. So that's the lesson I learned from it. I don't know about you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Just keep it sane, keep it peaceful, and keep it voluntary. Why are you doing this to us? Because Jesus told me to. Well, there's your answer. Whoa! Hey, hey, you can't... She's a woman. Oh. Hey, miss. Do you think you should be afforded mercy just because you're a girl? No. 